And we're back. You're listening to Lights, Camera, Cleveland. Woo, 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 woo. This is the Hollywood Slinky. Joining me, as always, is my master and owner, <laughs> Rob Alderman. <laughs> master and owner. <laughs> <laughs> and also accompanying us on this journey of travesty is AMC Mike. Woo. So many travesties. So many. But this week, Rob, you pick a topic. You ready? Go. We do not have a date for it yet, but we do have a script for the new Batman standalone movie. And Ben Affleck has been given like junior producer rights and is saying that he's taking the Dark Knight back to his noir-esque detective roots. It's not an origins story, but it's trying to tap into like a... Dick Tracy-esque sort of a thing. What do you think about that go? Um, I think if it's more like the original TV show, I'm down for it. Because I want Bamps. And... <laughs> like Adam West? Yes, because like he Adam, is... Adam West. Adam West truly is the best Batman. <laughs> I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Like an Adam West By Batman. saying Bamp! <laughs> and how, how can you not like... Whammo! I know! How can you not like the new Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies? That's all Bamps. No, no, it is not. <laughs> you know, I... Um, huh... I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't haven't seen Batman versus Superman, so I don't know if Affleck is as good as they say. Yeah. Um, They say, of course, that he's the only thing good in the movie, and he is. So you've seen it. That's why I heard Wonder Woman was good. Yeah, but she's just so the the time is limited. Right, but I'm saying like she. I heard she was the best thing in that movie. It's hard. She. I'll tell you this. It's honestly tough to tell. Some people have said so. The reason you hear a lot more about Affleck is there's really not enough of her and enough direction to tell if she's acting good or she's just there. Yeah. Right. But I will say it was enough to think like, hey, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie would be pretty cool. Right. Well, you know, the interesting thing about this piece of news is that the reason it's coming out is because uh, they orchest- Warner Brothers orchestrated a, a set visit for a bunch of uh, film blog sites. And it was, uh, of course, as these things are, it was incredibly uh, manufactured. Yeah. Like, they were brought in on a specific day so that they could see a specific scene being shot that involved the Flash, Wonder Woman, and Batman, uh, and Cyborg. And they were, it, it was a scene that had a couple of pieces of light humor in it. And then they were all taken to a screening room where they were shown another scene and a half uh, from elsewhere in the movie, one of which was when Batman shows up in the Flash's apartment and is like, "Hey, I'm Batman, and I know that you're a Flash," uh, and that's exactly how. <laughs> I, yeah, I was, oh, I missed hey, out. Mike then. wasn't necessarily convinced by that. It's my bat voice. It's my bat flick voice. That's fair. Hey, I'm Batman. What's up? How's it going? Let's go to the comic store. So anyway. Um, uh, and and it was apparently a very funny scene, right. and uh, um, and they showed the others whatever the other scene was. It was very funny, and basically it was it was clear to many of the bloggers that attended this uh, that it was a carefully manufactured day meant to show people who were in direct touch with the fans that hated these last two Superman movies that uh, we hear you and we're lightening it up. We're light, lightening 
the the tone mm-hmm. and making it a little more. All right, fun. See, I can't take any of this seriously because they invited a bunch of serious vloggers and bloggers and podcasters, but we missed our invitation. No, I, I turned it down. <laughs> It's cool because I went. And I wanted to tell you guys. Oh! It was pretty good. Did you run into Travis Beach? It was was pretty alright. Yeah, he was there. Yeah? Was he He like, was he like, hey, I'm not doing your podcast because I'm here. (laughs) You know, he's actually already said he'd do this podcast. Yeah? Yeah, how many times? No, he's really said, though. He's really responded. But we didn't, we weren't ready. We weren't ready this week. You have to be ready for Travis Beecham. Yeah, you got to be ready for Travis. You know who's always ready for Travis Beecham? Gamermo. Gamermo. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Life Camera Cleveland, uh, and uh, this is the part where we take a break for a second while you uh, settle in, tighten your britches, and hold on tight. That's right. In a second, we're going to play you that sweet, sweet theme song. Wait, are we supposed to be wearing britches? <laughs> no, no, no. Our listeners are wearing britches. Oh, good. I thought I had yeah, done a We're off. all sitting here totally having a no-pants half. Hour. I will neither deny nor confirm what you just said. We'll be right back. You listen to the Lights Camera Cleveland. I love movies and you love movies too. Let's all love movies together because the world needs movies to watch on TV and not just traffic and weather. And we're back. You're listening to Lights Camera Cleveland. I'm Rob Alderman. With me as always, AMC Mike. With her as always, the Hollywood Slinky, who's going to hit us with some box office numbers. Cha-ching! Number five, Warcraft. This is its second week being uh, in theaters. It brought in $7.2 million, making its two-week total 38.4. This thing saw like something like an 80% drop in mm. in revenue. Nobody nobody's terribly surprised. You know, you just can't make a video game movie. Yeah, plus with that crowd, they already downloaded it on their BitTorrent. Well, I was going to actually say they're going to make up all their money on sales. Right. It, uh, I, you know, it's apparently playing really well in China. So, doesn't no, have Well, no. They, that makes sense. They've got a bunch of uh pirates. What? <laughs> I don't what? know. No, there's no pirates in Warcraft. Um, no, but there are in China. Oh, stop. Um, no, it, no, Warcraft is very big over there. Right, right. Number four, Now You See Me too. Also. <laughs> $9.4 million, bringing its two-week total to $41.1 million. Another big drop-off in, in revenue. Number three, The Conjuring 2, bringing in $14.9 million. That's... Uh, uh, brings a second a second week total of seventy one point one million. Spooky. Yeah, it's doing pretty good. I mean, the reviews are great, and people seem to be loving it. I'm actually the more I think about it, I know that you have to have a summer horror movie. That's kind of traditional, you know. I get it. I just thought this franchise was smart enough to hold off till Halloween, like they did last year. 
Yeah. You know, but, but maybe, I mean, maybe do they they'll do one of their other you? ones. Right. Maybe yeah. they'll do one of their other Maybe Halloween's when we'll see the nun. Yeah, you never know. Number two, Central Intelligence. What? Bringing in $35.5 million. Dollars, uh, bringing its one week total to $35.5 million. Dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? That movie's great. Oh, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's nope. not a bad opening. No, actually, they're saying that it's it's on target to to do really really well, and the word of mouth apparently is playing very. Yeah, this very seems strong. like it's going to be a long haul. Yeah. type. And number one, uh, <laughs> Finding Dory, bringing in one hundred and thirty-five million dollars. Just for a little perspective. There is $100 million between the first and second place right, box open on the film. same weekend. <laughs> yeah. That open on the same weekend. Uh, this is the 11th time this year that Disney has been at the top of the box office. And uh, this in particular with Finding Dory is the, uh, the largest opening weekend for an animated feature ever. Right. Well, listen, this is what I like to call the drive angry syndrome. <laughs> right? We all gave this a meh, right? I gave it a great but barely, and you guys gave it a hate but barely. Right. Right? And we were like, look, Dory's a great secondary character, but who really wants to see her in her own film, right? Like, we all understand that she's not the main reason that the last movie was good, except for everyone thinks she was but us. Right. And so, like, this just goes to prove that the American public is driving angry. And listen, if you don't get that joke... You need to go back two years ago and listen to our podcast and be a real fan. Yeah, don't be fooled by the fact that uh, this this post says that this is episode 13. Yeah, because it is <laughs> not episode 13. I think we're like on a loop. We've it's always like a been on 13. reboot of a reboot. Yeah, it feels like it. Oh. I, but anyway, for this real is, is this the Michael Bay version of Lights, Camera, Cleveland? <laughs> people, <laughs> people are saying... That this movie is awesome. Like, I've been watching... And not just people with kids. Not like, I took my kids to see it and they were really happy. I mean, you're talking about, like, the film professors at the local universities here have all gone and seen it. And their reviews are really good. And, like, so everybody apparently really likes it. But I'm still giving that, it a barely great... Was that your Batfleck? My Batfleck... Hey guys, so the movie was good. <laughs> That's going to be my bat flick. There were fish. Slightly, slightly disinterested bat flick. Yeah. Hey guys, I was going to go see the Joker. Maybe not. That's like I will be. <laughs> it's really non-committal. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. Everybody loves this thing, and it's going to keep crushing it. It's going to keep crushing it. I, I don't know. Yeah. You going to go see it? No. You going to take Dakota? No. No? She's not shown any interest. She, she oh. has not asked for it at all. She mentioned it. I've heard her mention it one time, and it was, I think we talked about it last week. Like, we were at the fish store. Sure. Uh, getting new fish. And at some point, she saw one and said, said that one looks like Dora. Or Dory. Dora. Right. Finding Dora the Explorer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she said, that one looks like Dory. And I said, yep. Right. <laughs> she did. She did point out. When we were at Walmart the other day, um, she pointed out one of the toys mm-hmm. where they where it's Dora in the uh, cloth. Whatever. Now you got me all. I know. I'm all confused. <laughs> um, where the blue fish is in the the coffee cu- pot? Because mm-hmm. she just went. That's kind of cool, and it it actually was kind of a cool looking toy. But beyond that, yeah, nothing. Right. Right. So there you have it. There's the box office numbers. 
Well, and with that, we're going to be back in just a minute. We're going to take a short break. This is the part where uh, we stop recording long enough for, for me to cough. For AMC Mike to cough and Rob to go to the little podcaster's room. That's right. And we'll be right back after those two things happen. Light, camera, clean. What do I do? Sit here and be boring. Hang out with hang out with disinterested bat flag. <laughs> hey man, okay. Everybody else loves college school. And we're back. Lights, camera, Cleveland. We're all here. <laughs> hey guys. Hey. hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just told I couldn't make fun of something. If you like your podcast, so, you get to keep it. Here we go. <laughs> you guys started off with making fun of me, so here we go. Making fun of you? Here we, nope, here we you go. Let's do it. You literally forgot what you were saying in the sentence. That's on you. No. AMC Mike, we're for equality. No. <laughs> oh, you want to? Oh, okay. Listen, we're here for we, equality. Are we, are we doing more Peter jokes now? What? I don't even know what they... I don't remember... I'm sorry. I actually re-listened to our podcast, so... <laughs> Silly know. me. But you know what I do know? It's time for the big news! This is the part of the podcast where we scour the interwebs looking for all of the big news that happened in the last week uh, in Hollywood, and we find the thing that was the biggest news, and that's what we're going to share and talk about. Absolutely, we are. And, uh, and of course, as always, it begins with me having written a funny headline yep. for the story. However, this week, I will warn you, it's tacky, but it is funny. Very yeah, it's tacky. Both, it's both. But it's also funny. It's awful. Uh, I'm not going to read it until you admit it's also a little funny, AMC Mike. She's not going to admit it. I admitted it for you. Just right. take what you can get. It's funny. It's tacky, but funny. All right, here we go. Check off another Star Trek actor. Oh, God, I am so sorry, everyone. Uh, uh, the LAPD... Listen, listen. What? You do you, Slinky. I know. You do you. It wouldn't be right if you played it safe. Wouldn't oh, we're right not being safe, safe anymore? I'm just saying... What? what? I'm saying it's not right if he plays it oh, safe. Oh, but I have to play it safe. All I, wanna, I have to play it safe, too. Hey, hey, hey. I'm the straight man. All I want to do is end AMC okay. Mike's suffrage. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Why? Listen, I wish I could describe the way AMC Mike looked at you just now, but instead I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let slightly disinterested Batfleck do it. Man, she's like looking at you like you know, like man, man, man. Check off another Star Trek actor. God. Yeah, this is super sad. Yeah, actually, it really is. The LAPD uh, reported um, that. Uh, Anton Yelchin, the young actor that played Chekhov in the new Star Trek films, uh, was pinned by his own car at his Studio City home. Uh, apparently he was on his way to, to a band practice at like 11.30 at night, and uh, uh, on his way out at some point he stepped out of his vehicle and the vehicle rolled backwards because it was still in neutral and it crushed him uh, in between the a concrete or a brick uh, post I think mailbox, mailbox post yeah. and, uh, and, and a the security gates, fence. And the security yeah. fence. Um, the the medical examiner has said that he died within a minute of of impact, which is good. Um, 
And uh, anyway, so all of this happened like really, really early Sunday morning. Uh, it's been ruled an accident. Uh, he was 27 years old. And, uh, of course, now there's there's this big question of, you know, Fiat Chrysler's looking into the, the Jeep Cherokee that... There was, that a, there was I read, uh, I don't think it was necessarily in this, but there was a recall. There was. Uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the, the specific model had a transmission issue that made it possible for the cars to roll away uh, in neutral, even though the drivers might think that they were in park. Um, nobody had had ever been seriously injured by this, so it was one right. of these casual, <laughs> voluntary recalls. And it, it appears his car had not had the recall repair done, although that's not been concer- confirmed. But it may be confirmed by the time this podcast comes out. Well, it's super tragic. I mean, obviously, let's get into that part. Is that obviously our uh, our well wishes and our prayers go out to his family and his friends, and as fans of film. He was a he was just a, a really bright little actor. He was he was he a had not powerhouse. Yet, yeah, he had yeah. not yet broken out huge, but he was in huge movies. That's where he was at. And right. um, you know, really the complaints by critics had been that he'd been underutilized in the films that he was in. Uh, you know, he's in the right films, but the role not being big enough, which you right. could maybe say for that character always. Yeah, uh, you know, in, in every every iteration of that character, but um, you know, just really, really sad. I mean, he was he was an excellent actor. He's a solid actor, and, and he was making great decisions. Right. Uh, you know, his his first kind of big breakout role. He had a small role in Alpha Dog back in two thousand six, yeah. but in two thousand seven, he was the in Charlie Bartlett with uh, yeah. uh, Tony Stark. <laughs> He'll always yeah. be Tony Stark. Um, Anyway, yeah, and he, he was in Charlie Bartlett, and he was—he also was odd in Odd Thomas. Right? Yeah, and the and the, that that film kind of is like the um, what's that Michael uh, that Michael J. Fox film that we always talk about that never gets enough love? Where the ghost one, the ghost one with the spirits that are coming and going. He can see the spirits, and he's like a starts as a. He's like a ghost whisperer. Yeah, he's like, yeah. and, and he's, he's solving these murders in the town. Anyway, great, great little film, and that's how Odd Thomas was. was yeah, very much. Was like Odd Thomas. The Frighteners. Yeah, the Frighteners. That's it. I uh, think that movie suffers from the bad, from a bad title. It, Frighteners. Yeah, it, the title does not fit the tone of the film. Yeah, it was a super fun movie, and Odd Thomas was a super fun movie. Yeah. And uh, and Yelton did a great job in it. Right. He was also um, he played Kyle Reese in Terminator Salvation, uh, and they said that he was he was like the highlight of that film. Yeah. Uh, he was also the voice of clumsy Smurf in all of these recent Smurf movies. Aww. Um So yeah, he was just a uh, just it's a super great actor. Sad, and, and it's also going to be interesting to see where the franchise goes from here with the character. Um, uh, you know, he was he was a major enough character that it is going to have an it's going to have an impact. Yeah, yeah. Do they and, recast um, or do they just have him not be disappear around, or, or do they or yeah. do they have him pass away in in the next Star yeah. Trek? I'll film, tell you my or? my preference would be <clears throat> if they could find a way to uh, have Chekhov die heroically in, in this movie. Well, yeah, or, it doesn't matter if he dies heroically or not, but does. just if he if he dies in this film. Uh, and then they can actually do a sure. a an on screen little funeral for him. Yeah, um, and that would be great. But it's probably too, too late. late. 
You know, that, that movie's pretty close to, to hitting theaters. Um, well, super sad news. And again, um, our well wishes go out to the family and the friends. Uh, this uh, young actor who obviously died way too soon. Way, was, way, way, way too soon. He was 27 years old. Like, out of all of the... Because uh, the, for some reason, don't be a celebrity this year. It's just been bad for celebrities. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, out of all of them passing, he's probably made me the most sad because mm-hmm. it's so sen- senseless. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, how yeah. did... How it's like happen? the weirdest thing. I'm going to band practice and I walk down. Let me to go my get gate, my, my mail. My car hits me at 11 at night. Right. right. Yeah. You know, it's just a freak accident. Exactly. And at least, you know, like others, when they're sick, you know, you can go, oh, well, they were sick. They, they knew, you know, maybe they knew or got to yeah. say goodbye to people or, you know, it's just yeah. sad. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that. Sometimes we got to report the sad stuff, folks. Yeah. We'll be back with happier stuff in a minute. Hopefully. I hope so. We'll see. If not, we blame Slinky. Oh, well, then. No, everything's normal here at Lights Camera Cleveland. And we're back. You're listening to Lights Camera Cleveland. Rob's here. AMC Mike's here. Yes. Slinky's here. But there is another. What? Oh. I've missed this music. Ladies and gentlemen. Carrot cake. Oh, no. I've seen the movie The Do-Over. It's an Adam Sandler movie which does reuse a lot of old jokes. Always does. <laughs> like me, I with my shirt off. Oh, dear. However, there is still some interesting elements to it. In recent memory, I think it's probably one of his better. Then again, <laughs> that's not saying much. Carrot cake. <laughs> It is a stupid and predictable plot. Much like me taking my shirt off. Okay, that does seem to be something that happens a lot. But, oh. it have a few amusing moments. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is a decent B-movie that is fine for what it is. Much like me with my shirt off. It's a Netflix movie you can watch if you want to shut down your brain for an hour or two with me and my shirt off. We'll be right back on lights, camera, Cleveland. The Lights Camera Cleveland. Yeah, we are. This is the Hollywood Slinky. To my right is Rob Alderman, and to my left is AMC Mike. Come on, man. All right, that's not true. 
I'm lying. Yeah, that was there was. I was no trying one. to pull a fast one on our listeners, but the truth is, AMC Mike is on my right, and Rob is on my left. That's true. But if so, if you were paying attention at home, you might have caught me on that. That's right. <sighs> That's right. That's well, right. So, That's what do right. you want to do now? Eh. Well, Slinky, it's time for a thing. A thing that we like to call our main thing. A thing that is our main squeeze, if you will. Oh. A thing that we are known for far throughout the land. <laughs> and this thing that I speak of is the preview review. We have scoured the interwebs, ladies and gentlemen. Watching scoured them. Every single trailer preview, interview that we could find. We've listened and read articles. I don't know how we listened to articles, but we That's might right. have and we've, we've read articles. We have done everything we can and done all of this research on all the films that are opening this Friday, but we did not see them because that would be cheating. Right, yeah. So... Based on That's all not the, how we roll. No, 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 no. We're professionals. So based on all the previews, the commercials, the interviews, everything that we could find about it, we are now going to tell you what you should see this weekend and what you should not. Good. First up, The Shallows. Uh, this is a, a horror thriller uh, that takes place 200 yards from shore where a surfer gets attacked by a great white shark. And uh, it's all about her short journey back to short stars Blake Lively. What do you think, AMC Mike? <clears throat> well, I love like if I had to pick one animal, you know, like when people are like my favorite animals, I love sharks. Okay, I think they are fascinating. Right, and um, so like I love the movie Jaws because it's terrifying. It shows the strength of a cre- you know, of the creature. Um, the whole idea that the movie scared people so badly that they actually went out and hunted great whites and like actually hurt the population is fascinating in a not good way you know just like that they could instill so much fear so like you add a shark into a movie even if it's sharknado it becomes scary right this movie though feels like the movie the runes like there's something it, it feels like there is something supernatural going on with this movie. I don't necessarily know that there is, but there's this underlying feel cuz they keep showing them on land and bad things are happening to them too. Like 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 the island is cursed or something like it's lost with sharks. And so I'm not quite sure what to feel about it. Like I don't know if this is a scary like shark movie or if this is like a haunted lagoon type of movie does that make sense right um so i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna grade it but just barely all right robo i'm giving it a more than a barely great um i like the trailer actually quite a bit more than i had to those are always the films like the films that you like more than you had to always end up being way more than you you were planning for. You know what I mean? Like, if you're kind of indifferent, and I'm sort of indifferent to, like, the shark movies. Um, so when one catches my eye, right, and, and I think that what I like about it is there's this super interesting claustrophobia to the trailer. Like, there's all these really up-close scenes where she's on the buoy and it's, like, being mm-hmm. bumped by the shark and everything. 
and then like it pans out and you get to see the size of the shark right and it is gorgeous like kind of like what AMC Mike was saying like such a beautiful creature. animal yeah. like this creature but but like completely menacing and you think there's something really interesting about the fact that she can see land from where she is she's not in a jaws boat out in the middle of nowhere right right she's surfing and she's the other surfers are dead we know that from the trailer like they're they're killed in the first attack and now here she is and she's going to have to be super clever to make it from where she is mm-hmm. to there without starving, dying under the heat, whatever. Right. I think that's what makes it interesting. It's not the shark. It's that, like, help is right there. Right? But it's up to her to figure out everything. And the, the trailer does a clever job of showing us that she's sort of MacGyvering the buoy without showing us what she's going to do. Like, it doesn't give anything away. So I give it I give it a full-on great. I think it's going to be a really fun summer movie. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, I like the perspective of the cinematography and the, and the storytelling. I also, have you guys noticed, there's, it's always a medical student. Why is that? Like, in these type of, like... I think it's because only medical students can afford to travel. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I think, you know, what when we talk about tropes and stuff yeah. in the film, though, a lot of times we're trying to get a lot through to our audience. One, one thing that, um, I tried to, I tried to show this to Ashley for a second... And she she had been across the room doing something else, and so she didn't look at the trailer. And I said, man, like, this trailer has a ton of views. And her first response was, right, another girl in a bikini with a shark. Like, that's what she said. And so I was thinking, like, the trailer didn't really strike me that way. Like, right, like, when you say it, you're right. It is a girl in a bikini because she's out on her, uh, yeah, I guess she could have been in a one piece or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter to me. What made it interesting is the perspective and the thing. So, I think when you say something like this person is a medical student, right, what you're trying to get through to the audience is, like, she's not a bimbo. Like, maybe she's in a bikini, but she's not a bimbo, and she's not a this. She's, we're trying to get really quickly to the audience that, like, this is a smart woman who's going to be right. tenacious and figure this out. Well, I think it's also, they, they do to, that so she can... save me on well, I think also they always have one of them be a medical student so they can... Help the one injured person, and you know whose leg right, is like injured. She's going to be hurt. Right. Yeah, she's, she's going to be hurt probably because right. everybody else is dead. And she'll have to be able to figure out how to help herself, and people right. be like, "How'd that frat girl know how to yeah. how to fix the wound or whatever?" <laughs> Thank God she didn't go into accounting. Yeah. Right. So what about you, Slink? I think I saw a different trailer than you guys because I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I just thought it looked dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally makes sense and I wish I wish I had more to say about it I think they almost just always look dumb. dumb to me and this one didn't which is what piqued my interest I was like why don't I think this looks dumb I don't know so there you go uh-huh. uh, next up uh, The Neon Demon this is uh, a little movie about when an aspiring mod- model moves to Los Angeles and her youth and vitality become devoured by a group of beauty obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she has. <laughs> this one stars Ella Fanning and Keanu Reeves. Whoa. And obvi- and and you know the big deal with this of course is got nothing to do with the actors or the actress uh, and everything to do with the director. Uh, so this is one of those films where you know this is directed by the Danish uh, director Nicholas Winding Refn who's done other films that like he's basically said I I want to gross you out in ways that 
appall you and frighten you because he believes like that's the beauty of cinema. He's like one of these old school auteurs. Uh, and so a lot of people... He tries to make art house horror. Yeah, they want to be in his films because they want to... You know, like, th- this film had people walking out at its last thing because he's like, well, yeah, of course we deal with uh, necrophilia. You know what I mean? It's like, well, of course we do. No, like, the rest of us don't, Nicholas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say it. So, anyhow, Slinky, what do you give it? Uh, you know, I'm going to give it a hate. Uh, I just... I, first of all, it didn't look like a horror movie. It looked like a boring movie about the fashion industry. Second, the way it was shot felt uh, uh, very manufactured and just not not interesting. And third, it just looked dumb. I gotta hate it. Okay. What about you, AMC Mike? Um, I feel like <clears throat> if Black Swan and Zoolander had a baby movie, right? it would be this movie. I, Except with none of their good traits. Well, well yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, Dude, beautiful people always have ugly kids. That is true. Look um, at Dakota. That's so ugly. Um, oh it, I, I don't know, like, it feels like he shot a music video. Like, this is like yeah. a, a two-hour music video or what, however long it is. Um... I don't know. I I don't. I I don't. There was, I don't think it looks like a music video. It looks like a beer commercial. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be honest. The thing that turns me off most about this movie is the poster. The poster looks like a Pink Floyd album cover, sure. and it's ridiculous looking. I just so the, you're grading it. Oh God, no! I'm hating it. In the trailer, so so my <laughs> turn. In the trailer, I keep waiting for Mike Myers to suddenly show up and go. That's the part on Sprockets where we dance. Like, it's like, you know, in those skits where he's making you watch those horrible German films? Right. And you're like, this is ridiculous, and suddenly it's like, only can be saved because he's going to do a funny dance? Yeah. That's that's what this is. There's nothing about it that I like. I didn't go see Eyes Wide Shut. I still have never seen Eyes Wide Shut, right? This is the same thing. Like, I've made a film to shock you, and guess what? I don't need to be shocked, right? Not by you, not this way. Everything about it seems boring to me. I, I don't want to. I don't want to see it. it. Doesn't seem at all like the kind of thing that would interest me. I give it all the hate. Free State of Jones. Uh, this one stars Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And it is a Civil War film about a poor farmer named uh, Newt Newton Knight, uh, who is um, in Mississippi, and he leads a group of rebels against the Confederate Army. Um, what do you think, Robbie? I I think we're going to end up on the wrong sides of this. I was listening to you and AMC Mike kind of lockstep about Matthew McConaughey and where he's at in life. And to me, I'm going to hold fast to my guns. Maybe you won't agree, or maybe you will agree, but I, I think you will disagree. I think he's still at his... I think he's. we're seeing the golden age of McConaughey. And this is, like, the only th- reason Kevin Costner's not in this film is because he's too old and now that's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and so, like, this is The Patriot. This is all of those great... You know, this is Dances with Wolves. This is that sort of thing. I do agree. Well, I don't want to... I'm not stealing her review about it at all. This film isn't for everyone, right? But when I watched the trailer, I saw greatness. I saw epic, epic yeah. Americana greatness. 
And to me, starting with True Detective and going through where we're at now, including what appears to be this film, I feel like we are in this age of Matthew McConaughey that we would never see. And I know that during the break, you had mentioned, Sleeky, you said you feel like maybe we're reverting back to all right, all right, all right. I feel like he's just internalized that as like part of his journey. Like that's, we all say, right, at one point you were all right, all right, all right, you know? But now you're like really interesting sci-fi movies that are kind of introspective and you're true detective and now you're Kevin Costner. And you're also a stupid car commercial. But the thing is, the, the, but the, the car commercials aren't all right, all right, all right. They're boring and they're dumb, but he's not goofy. He's like it's true detective. The, the world is now, a flat circle. See what you're missing is the bore the boring dumbness turns it into a mocked. All right, all right, all right. I, I mean, maybe for you. I, I'm just saying to me. For most Saturday Night Live did a whole skit. On it. <laughs> well, yeah, and, 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 but that's what I'm saying. I think that their skits about it are really true. Which is like I feel like the problem with those Lincoln Town Car commercials or Lincoln SUV commercials are that like. Lincoln came to him and said, like, we want you to do your character from from True Detective, but in a suit, because women think you're sexy, and somehow you'll sell a Lincoln, right? They're stupid commercials. They're horrible. But, the like, I don't hold his Lincoln commercials against what he's doing in film right now, because all he's doing is seems to be winning. And, and to me, I can't think of a film he's done lately that I didn't like. So you're hating your grading? Giving it a full-on grade. Okay. I actually think that he kind of... I think he's an amazing actor. I do. I am not arguing that at all. And I think the problem right now with with like with the car commercial and all that is that he falls into that weird place where like Tom Cruise is, where doing something ridiculous in real life affects how you see him in every movie ever. Like... I can't see Tom Cruise and not see him couch- jumping on a couch. Like, it's just ridiculous. Right. Um, and so, like, every time I see him, I actually uh, see him, I actually have to put a filter on that filters out the all right, all right, all right, and the car commercial. And then I go, he's an amazing actor. Um, <clears throat> what Rob was saying was that uh, during one of the breaks, I had mentioned that I just can't deal with movies like this. Sure. Like, I've come to the conclusion, I can't watch Civil War movies. Right. Because they always, they end horribly, no matter what. There is not a happy Civil War movie. Right. Ever. And so, I think this is going to be an amazing movie. I grade it with all of my being, and I will not see it. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> it reminded me of the thing in The Patriot where Heath Ledger finally gets married just in time to be murdered. They all do. <laughs> I just wants like his whole family to be burned in a church or something. No. And I was like, oh, God, Matthew, don't lead. Like when he's doing that thing in the trailer where he's like hanging up the sign, he's like, from now on, this is the town of the independent state of Jones or like, whatever. You're all doomed. I'm like, oh god, like you just you just crushed it. The bad guys coming in to kill all your friends. Yep. So well, here's the thing: the free state of Jones was actually a true is yes. actually a true story. Right. This guy Newton Knight was actually a, a real guy from Mississippi. He deserted the Confederate army and uh, he led farmers and and former slaves. And they actually took over Jones County, Missouri. Uh, and declared it an independent state. Um, he's a little bit of a controversial figure, but uh, because he was, um, 
because he was kind of a, a Union man in a Confederate state. Right. Uh, and there's some kind of turncoat from the Confederate right. Army, right? Um, but uh, but I want to show you something funny because I, I I am a Civil War buff. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did. I had never heard this story. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I want to see who this Newton Knight guy is. Now, you're not going to be able to see this at home, but I encourage you all, go Google Newton Knight, okay? Because you are going to be shocked at the fact that Newton Knight is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he is! Look, he really is Matthew McConaughey. He looks just like him. <laughs> he, they actually Somebody nailed it. They, they literally, there's a, a, a thought bubble above his head that says, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, anyway, so having said that, I'm a Civil War, Civil War buff. I love Civil War movies, and I especially love Civil War movies when they manage to make the Civil War not look boring. Yeah. Uh, because that is, believe it or not, a skill. Right. Um, there are many Civil War movies out there. Gosh, one of the greatest Civil War books of all time is called Gettysburg by Michael Shara. And the the movie is just this atrocious, like, sleep fest. Right. You know, it's like, it's the Battle of Gettysburg. How in the world does that put you to sleep? You know what I mean? Right. It's like no, the three most yeah. action-packed days of American history, and it's a snoozer. Um, and this one, this one looks fantastic. And yeah, I'm going to grade it, even if I have to see it without AMC Mike. That's yeah, okay. We'll go. You and I'll go for this one. <laughs> yeah, it's right yeah. up my. It's right up my alley. Uh, I, like I love this. I, one. I will say this as well as a. He has an amazing name, Newton Knight. <laughs> That's a great name. I'll tell you, man. Everything about the trailer is fantastic. When he arms the. Arms the women and the children, and yeah. all the soldiers walk up, and he says, "Last time we checked, the gun doesn't care who pulls the trigger." Right? <laughs> like it's just—it's going to be full of, Mac- of uh, Kevin Costnerisms. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right. So. Last up, Independence Day resurgence. It's been two decades since the first Independence Day invasion, and now Earth is once again faced with a new extraterrestrial threat. Um, the uh, original cast: Vivica A. Fox, Bill Pullman, Brett Spiner. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, they are all back except for Will Smith, and they're adding Liam Hemsworth and a few others in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, Slinky, what are you going to give it? Well, here's the thing. My only concern for this movie is that uh, it is now playing to an audience that was not born when the original came out. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be hard for it from a block bu- block blockbuster box office right. sort of stance. Right, um, it's going to be difficult because your your eighteen to twenty five year old half of them weren't born yet, and the other half were like less than four years old. So it's going to be a tough sell for them. Um, having said that, for those of us that remember the first one, you know we all we remember the movie as much more even than it actually was. Uh, the the original was kind of awkwardly toned. Sometimes it was a very serious action adventure. Sometimes it was very goofy, and then sometimes, yeah. and then sometimes it was like, "Hey, I'm a drunk farmer, woo!" You know, and you were like, "What are you doing, Randy Quaid?" You know, um, and uh, saving the earth. Well, as it turns out, what Randy Quaid was doing was preparing for his uh, escape to Canada to get away from the Hollywood yeah. killers, <laughs> but uh, yeah. the star killers. But anyway. 
Um, Jeff Goldblum continues to be awesome in everything that he does. Like that man, even his is it, is, is are they cell phone commercials that he's doing? Now? He's doing a commercial. No, he's doing commercials for an apartment. Apart- That's right. It's an apartment search. And like all I know is it makes me want to sell my house and go find an apartment because he's great. Apartment um, finders. So anyway, I'm going to grade it because I think that it is going to be a big action-packed silly fun movie. Um, I just am not sure that it's going to do well, so we'll see. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to grade it. What about you, Amy? Um, I, I fall with uh, with Slinky with the Jeff Goldblum. Like he could sit as long. I'm hoping he takes his shirt off and just lounges there for like five minutes. He's like sixty five. Doesn't matter. He's funny. All right. Um, um, and and I'm a huge Bill Pullman fan. Yeah. I I adore as you him. should be. Yeah. Um, As everyone should be. Yeah, he's he's the president. You don't mess with him. But um, I, I I feel like this is just going to be a popcorn movie, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like we need a popcorn movie. I want I want to go see a movie where I get the biggest family tub possible of popcorn, eat half of it, fill it with so much butter, and then like not you know just cheer for Earth. I like movies where where it's not countries against countries, but it's us against them. And by us against them, I mean humanity against she's, the bad guy. She's channeling her inner Bill Pullman. I am. It is time for us to rise up, unite, and have a good movie. Our, I'm grading it. All right. This is he's great. She gave it all the greats. I did. Like, it was all the greats. What do you think, Rob? I give it a great. Um, better. We, I I loved the first one. I actually watched the first one recently. I didn't have issues with the tone. I just think they did parts of it better than others. And like what you're talking about specifically, like drunk farmer or other weirdness, uh, which the other weirdness in the film is the same weirdness but with a different family, which is Jeff Goldblum and his dad. And so where the film breaks down is when it tries to make some sort of odd family connection. Right. But you're my dad. And and my dad was a failure in the past, and no one listened to him, but now they'll listen, right? And it fails at that because we're like, get on with fighting aliens. Um, the one thing I want to say is I take a little weird, I, a, a, a particular, I don't want to say glee. Glee is the wrong word. I'll say this. It is interesting to me that about this time last year, we said officially Will Smith is done uh, based on his personal life. Right, and we were like, no one wants him to come back at this time. He's done right. awful things to his family. Like everything's coming out that he's really not a very nice dude. And even though we yeah. love the Fresh Prince, right? Like, so so it's interesting because he's so delightful in that first film, right? Like that's the Will Smith everybody in the world loved before right. we found out what he's doing to his wife. So um, so it's it's kind of cool. To see, like, the world agrees, and Hollywood agrees, and so, like, right, because we don't take a lot of moral stances on this show, but I think we all agreed to take one that day, and um, it's interesting to see, like, they would have this film without him, and just somebody shot him an email in Hollywood that said, by the way, your character's dead. Right. You don't need to to show up. We don't need you. I think... um, they're doing the one thing that makes a film like this work. Cast Jack and Goldblum. And that's make it... <laughs> no, that's make it, that's make it bigger. Right. It's huger, and they say it. 
well, that's bigger than before, right? right. To, like, yeah, oh, they we're literally not, they actually in say, the movie like, say like, that, the, yeah. That's bigger than before. And the new trailer, of course, does a great job of explaining why they're here, which the first trailer didn't do, and right. now we get it, okay. So um, I give it a great all the way. It's, it's going to be super fun. There you go. So I guess that brings us to a close. It does. And uh, In closing, I'm Rob Alderman, and I love movies. I'm the Hollywood Slicky and I love movies. I'm AMC Mike and I love movies. Let's Let's all love love movies movies together. Expressed on Lights Camera Cleveland are those of Rob, AMC Mike, and Slinky, and no one else. All the music used on uh, Lights Camera Cleveland comes from Creative Commons, so we're allowed to use it and not pay because we're super cheap. That's good. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. That's good, Bumper. Thanks. That's Bumper. I'm Batman. It's a good bumper. 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 It's a good bumper.